Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of Walk With Me. I'm your host JJ. I'm so glad to have you walking with me today as we walk with Christ. I thank you for downloading and sharing this episodes, and thank you for all of the uh, visits to my sponsors that I've been seeing and I've been hearing about. Uh, the Also, we have uh, that sponsor with the Templar Chronicles 1, New Players. That book is amazing in the fact that it, it has actually uh, messages that we need in today's world and it is fiction so it's not like it's not like a documentary or something like that but uh thank you so much for visiting those sponsors thank you for visiting true bars he's a lyricist he is in his uh, he's on his journey now to finding god or actually is path to salvation because i always say that god isn't lost i and, and i'm starting to kind of develop a, a kind of a way against saying i found god because god wasn't lost we are so thank you all for uh, visiting that sponsor and exquisite creations if you have tiktok or social media um i think she does have tiktok i don't have tiktok but i have my own reasons for that we're not going to go into it on this podcast uh, thank you so much again for listening, downloading, sharing. It's, it's not about me. It's about you. And it's about God. And I just sit here behind the microphone for a couple moments every week. And we talk about this thing we call the Bible and how to apply it to every day in life. All right. So we're going to pick up where we've left off. Last week, we had our basically our little camp session where we sat around and asked questions and, and there was a, a very big question that basically took the whole show to answer and oh by the way if you do feel like you have questions or anything don't feel like they're too big or they're too little or too too stupid to ask as long as it has to do with a bible question or a question you've always had about religion or god or anything like that go ahead and send it to a walk with me bible study at gmail.com and either I can answer them for you it, it, back an email if there's a small enough answer like hey look at this look at this chapter and verse this should help you out or I will address it in an episode because it's going to be just too much to type so uh, we're going to break camp we're going to continue through our journey and when we were last doing our walk uh, we were discussing the tabernacle that God was telling Israel to build. Now it's important to realize and to remember that when we're talking about tabernacle or church in this way, because we're not using the word church yet, understand, this tabernacle is not like anything you or I would have imagined to um, to exist. There's no stained glass window. There's no organ. There's no carpet on the floor. There's this, it, God built it a specific way there's not even any pews inside uh, where we are. Basically, you stood on the outside. And you had a representative to do your worshiping for you. And there was a reason why God did all of that and set it up this way. And even still, God demanded 
a, a certain level of perfection that things had to be done. We're going to talk about that today. Um, and we're, we're, we're talking about what's called the holiest of holies or the, the innermost part of the tabernacle. Please understand, there's still only one way in. You got to come in through past the, the laver of water and the, the brazen altar and all of that. You still have to come that way. There's no back door. There's no children's en entrance. It's, it's just one way. Okay, so you have to come that way, and it's that way for a reason. But now once we get into the holiest of holies, the first thing you will notice is that there's no light in there. The only light in there is going to be the golden candlestick. And that is symbolic, and God did that intentionally because he wanted you to understand that there was one light that was going to pierce the darkness. Even of all the people who never saw the the inner part of the tabernacle, they knew that there was one candlelight or candlestick in there. It was one source of light, and that was the golden candlestick. Now, that candlestick stood in, in contrast to that thick darkness I was just speaking of. Just kind of imagine, if you would, you're, you're in the darkest closet in your house. And then you got blindfolded. That's how that. That's how dark that had to be. But the only light you had was one candlestick, and you couldn't move that candlestick. Like you didn't pick that candlestick up and walk around to see what was on the floor because nothing better be there. So now, why do you think there was only one candlestick? Well, we talked about it. There's only one source of light, and there's only one means of getting light into the holiest of hope. But the other thing that was in there was was called the table of showbread. Now some Bibles are so some Bibles will say it's shoe bread and people will pronounce it shoe bread, but when you have the word shoe, S E S H E W, it's basically a, a form of the word show. Like I've shown you, I shoe you, that kind of thing. Or I have shown. It, it's a conjugation of the word show. Now, why is it there? That provides sustenance to the priest and also points to Jesus as the bread of life. And what else do we call the bread of life? We call the bread of life the word of God. God's word. Right? Now, you know how... We, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm old enough to remember um, when my grandmother or, or somebody would have this big golden Bible in the, uh, on the table. And every so often, you get this well-painted picture, oil-painting picture in between, you know, in the pages of the book. And it was amazing, and it was wonderful. And, but you didn't read that Bible. That Bible was just open to a random page and it stayed there. And it was everyone's modern day version of the shoe bread. Now, I wonder how many people still do that today. I mean, I don't. Um, I, I, and I it, even saying it just makes me wonder why we don't do that, because we don't show people anymore that we are in tune or 
be one of the bread of life. Even if, remember what I said, that Bible you didn't read. That Bible just was decoration. And then we decided to get rid of the decoration. And now we have societies that look like this. But that's for, that's a subject for another podcast. So, in John 6 and 51, the, it exemplifies what the shoe bread was for. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he'll live forever. And the bread that I'll give it is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In the beginning, there were only 12 loaves in the, in the holiest of holies. This is the holiest of holies. You didn't just go in there. You didn't just go in there to walk around and touch the bread. There was 12 loaves in, in there. One was for those that represent each tribe of Israel. Okay. And next to that shoe bread, you had an altar of incense. Now, the incense was a very special thing. All these three things so far, or two things that we talked about so far are very special. But the incense was special because this is also a part where you are doing a worship. That represents the prayers to God. All of this incense, and, and the Bible talks about frankincense and myrrh. It was not something that was to be taken or used lightly. It was specifically just um, supposed to be for God's enjoyment, so to speak. Now, one of the things that in studying, you knew that the incense was lit continually. But you and I should be thinking about the incense every morning and every evening. Now, this is not just to say, oh, God, thank you for waking me up this morning, which is good. It's a good start. It's not, you know, uh, God, thank you for this honey bun I'm about to consume. This is also good, but this is not the prayer we're talking about. We're talking about prayer where you are you are literally communicating with God and a lot like the way that I'm communicating with you on this podcast and the way you communicate with other people that you love. You literally talk to them, not just because you need to get out of trouble, but just to stay in contact. Hey, how you doing? God, I, I love you. And I need you. Thank you, God, for for just being you. You know, that kind of thing. And even if you were able and, and this is something you should kind of strive for. And I'm still striving for it because um, in in the New Testament, you said, could you not watch me one with one hour? So I try to, I'm trying to get back to praying an hour a day. Now, you don't have to do it in all in one time. Because we're going to pray in the morning and the evening. You can, you can pray for 30 minutes in the morning like nothing. And in the evening, thank God for this thing that happened at work today. These people treated me bad today, but as long as I have your love, God, you know, there's so much you can say to God and, and to where you will go over that 30 minutes in a session and you will stay rooted and, and connected with God. And that will really help you in your Christian walk. Prayer is very important, and it, but it's not as, it's, it's equally as important to everything we've already discussed, but we're talking about what you can do 
in your daily life. The shoe bread, reading the Bible, reading the Bible, and prayer. And again, this is not just, you know, poke my tie, tie my tie. We're talking about really reaching out and having a communion with God and talking to God. Knowing that God is the light in your life and light in the world. First uh, Peter 2 and 9 said, You are a royal, you are a chosen nation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of Him that have called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. I could literally spend 15, 20 minutes just thanking God for all the stuff He has rescued me from. Just, just, <laughs> and I could do that all the time. And then, in James 5.16, it says the effectual prayer, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, this is where we're we're, we're kind of getting away from the, oh God, thank you for this honey bun I'm about to receive. That's blessing the fool, but that's not prayer. Because you're not fervently praying, oh God, I hope that turkey's good. No, you're praying you, you are literally just blessing food because you're not supposed to eat anything sacrificed to idols. And blessing the food is what that's for. So just uh, just just on a side note there, but effective fervent prayer. Oh, God, my I want my kids to start going to church. I, I want to be more in touch with you. I God, I need you. God, tell me what you need for me to do. God, I have this thing coming up tomorrow. Tell me what you want me to say. That kind of stuff, those kind of prayers is is what really is going to help you or help all of us in our walk with God. And again, it's not um, it's not taking a piece of paper and reading the same prayer over and over. Now, and I know there's something that we talk about all the time. We talk about the Lord's Prayer. And we just say the Lord's Prayer. But what if you were to think about the Lord's Prayer? It's not just a, a like a ritual, hey, you say this after me. But you thought of the Lord's Prayer as sort of an outline. Like you have the first few stanzas where you are acknowledging God who, and who He is. And then you're praising Him for His power. And then you're, you're thanking Him for the things you, you've done or God has done for you. And you're asking God for something or a couple of things or a few things. And then you're saying, God, keep me out of sin. Keep me away from falling out of contact with you. God, help me to be closer to you. And then God, help me to be a, a better representative of you when people do me wrong. Like you, if you've not, if you, if you're paying attention, what I've done is I've sort of rephrased the Lord's Prayer, but these are actually um, uh, outline points. If you've ever written a, a, a paper or a book report, the first thing you want to do is do an outline. And you start filling in the outline. And then you start going into finer and finer points in the outline. And then that really helps you make sure that A, you've prayed for all of the things that you need to pray for. And you don't forget anything. Because before I started doing that, I literally would would pray for like 20 minutes 
And then be like, oh God, I don't know what to pray for. And then I get up, I put my clothes on, I walk out the door, like, oh man, I should I forgot to pray for this thing. I forgot to pray for that thing. I forgot to pray for that person because I know they're sick. God, I I'm and then you gotta kinda throw a little little post a PS note. God PS, please help this person that one of my coworkers because you know they're going through family life problems. You know, and to me, you've already disconnected and now you're just leaving a voicemail. You kind of sending God a text message. You're not really talking to him. You're just kind of sending him a text message. So it's it, prayer is very important. And that's why it's also in the holiest of holies. And that's why it's represented in the incense sticks. So in that holiest of holies is where God resides. Now, we just celebrated a very special holiday. And if you were very careful, if you know what happened during the final moments of the crucifixion, the veil rent, separating the holiest of holies to the outside. Because it was finished that God had um, finished his sacrifice of the Holy Lamb. It was mercy that did that. You know, we, we talk about all the time, Titus uh, one, sorry, 3 and 5 is very familiar passage description, and a lot of times it's taken out of context. But it says that not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy has saved us by the watching of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. You want to know how to renew the Holy Ghost? Is getting into that holiest of holies. Now, there's a, a problem with that holiest of holies. And the one of the biggest problems that was ha- held, and this is also that should be brought out when when you're talking about the holiest of holies, is that the priest could only enter once per year into the holiest of holies. That was the high priest. He could only enter once once. And he had to go through a an entire cleansing procedure. I don't want to use the word ritual because ritual makes it seem like it's you, you just kind of do it and you're mindless about it. But it was an entire cleansing procedure that he had to go through. And if he didn't do it exactly right, if he didn't do it 100% the way God had told him to do it, as soon as he cracked that veil, God would kill him. No, I am dead serious. God will kill the high priest. Now, newsflash. You've only been praying. You've only been prepping. The uh, the high priest. One high priest. Because you only had one high priest. You didn't have 14 priestesses. and You didn't have a priest waiting on every corner. You literally had one high priest. So if, you, if the high priest didn't do the right thing, or his heart wasn't right, and he went in there and got... Took him off, took him apart. How did you get that high priest out? Because otherwise, you can't have the, a dead body sitting in the holiest of holies. You just defile the entire tabernacle. What Israel did was they think would tie bells to the the hem of the high priest's robe and. As he walked around, the bells would jingle. See, when he went in, he got to do 
certain things he had to sprinkle blood on the mercy seat and he had to you know he had he had things to do in there it wasn't just to just go in there and look at the pretty ceiling remember there's no it was nothing what we consider pretty in there uh, he didn't just go in there to, to smell the incense no that's not what this was about so so we had the priest go in there he had bells around the bottom of his hem of his uh, garment as long as you hear the bells then you knew the priest was still alive you knew that hey he had obviously uh prefer, you know performed the cleansing um process correctly and that he was doing the sacrifice the yearly sacrifice the way god had told us to do it it was a prescribed way if you heard the bell stop you had a rope tied to the ankle of every high priest that ever walked in there and if those bells stopped you had to pull the high priest out of the tabernacle out of the holiest of holies you know and i thought about that i said you know why couldn't god just say you know what i see your heart high priest you you're really meant to do well but you you just kind of you know what I'll just I'll just overlook it this time because God was never like that God was always you do it the way I tell you to do it or you don't do it at all and if you don't do it at all there will be consequences you will die if you eat of that fruit you will die if you do this you will die if you don't do this you will die God was very specific you either live or you die. And even now, you in spiritual spirituality sense, you will live or you will die. But no one else could go in and get you because no one else was prepared to do the process of coming and saving you and pulling you out. And that's the real thing. That's the real mind blower here. They had to pull you out because... You have to do your own procedure, and you are the one that can save you. You're the only one that can approach God for you. No one else can come in and, and, and say, hey, uh, you know, they're really a nice person, so God, maybe you could just overlook it this time. No. That person died. And if you went in there and you weren't... Um, you weren't good, you weren't um, properly cleansed, you died too. As a matter of fact, there's a, a scripture, where, and we'll talk about that later, where they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant back from being uh, captured by the Philistines, and it was on a cart. And the, the, uh, the ground was rough, and the cart was shaken, and the Ark of the Covenant started to fall off the cart. And this guy who was just thought he might be doing the right thing went out and grabbed the uh, Ark of the Covenant to make sure it didn't fall. And God killed him instantly. God killed him instantly. There is no such thing as you and I making the standards of what God wants, or what God thinks is okay. Only God does that. If God said, you don't touch it, you don't touch it. 
you avoid it. If God says to do this, you do that. I do that. None of us are special. And we don't get exigent circumstances with God. Now, God will give you grace um, and, and to get to the point where you can repent to receive mercy. But we don't just we don't just get to just do what we feel like because we can try to justify it later. God kills people dead for that. And, but, and now, now, if we don't get smitten directly at that point, we still got an eternal soul to think about. All right. So this is we're going we're gonna to wrap up the Holy of Holies here. But understand that God do these things as an example to us. We won't have an excuse when it comes to our living and why we're living this way. And I, I hope it, it helped. Thank you so much for taking your time and spending with us today, walking in the Lord, walking in the Bible here. Again, my name is JJ. I'm your host for this podcast, Walk With Me. Like it, share it, download it, whatever options you have on the platform that you are listening to us on. I appreciate it. I really do. Tell it to someone else. You may actually be helping them as well. Check on them. Make sure you give them your love. Give them our love because we are a family of workers here and I really do appreciate it. Thank God for each and every one of you. I love you all. God bless you. Everything I've been do, give me a reason. I got this fellow words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been do, give me a reason.